0: Thank you for listening to the podcast of John T. Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Have you ever thought about the miracles that God has done in your life? I think it's good to sit down, take a piece of paper and a pen, old-fashioned, or just take your phone and an iPad and start writing down the wonderful things that God has done in your life. So many times we talk about all the negative things and problems in our life. And if somebody asks us, hey, give a testimony of what God has done in your life, it seems like it takes forever to think of a miracle that God has done in our life. But he has done many. And I want to continue today about the great miracles of God in my life. His presence is like a red thread through my life. I see his hand there, how he has brought me forth, how he has protected me, how he is using me, how he is working in and through my life. And I'm so thankful for that, how he has protected me from fatal decisions and and from drifting away from accidents in my life because he has a purpose and a plan. It's not just the things that I see that he has done. It's also the things that he has done for me that I don't always see. The greatest miracles, I believe, in my life are the things that God protected me for that I never know or will realize down here that he has done for me. But in heaven, I'm sure that I will find out and I will see the fullness of his goodness in my life down here on earth. He has kept me from wrong doctrines. There are so many wrong doctrines around the world within the gospel. And these wrong doctrines, they don't always start so wrong or so strange or so different. They sound good. They use many verses out of the Bible, and it's not always possible with your mind to detect it that it's a wrong doctrine. But the Holy Spirit is there, and he protects us from not going astray within the word. I'm so thankful that he has kept me close to Jesus, close to the message of the cross. Oh, I've always been taught if you stay close to Jesus, close to the message of the cross, oh, then you cannot go wrong. So many times we want to go to all these outskirts within the word and make them the center pillars. But don't make all these other things the center pillar. Make Jesus the center pillar of your doctrine. He is your foundation, Let's keep our eyes upon him and let's preach about him. He is everything and all. Hallelujah. And so I'm so thankful if I see so many great preachers that have been there in the world through history, but somehow they got involved in a hype. They got involved in some kind of movement or something that sounded so wonderful and the purpose behind it within their heart was so wonderful but it was not birthed out of the spirit of the Lord. Or maybe it was partly out of the spirit of the Lord, but somehow they mixed in other stuff with it and they went astray. Don't forget that the greatest lies that the devil can use to bring us astray is lies that are mixed with truth. He always brings some kind of truth, but then he mixes in his lies and that makes it so believable for us. But I'm so thankful that he protected me. I'm so thankful that he protected me for youthful pride. I want to say that he protected me as as I was working in the ministry, as he was working through my life as a young evangelist, and people were being healed, people were being saved, people were being filled with the Holy Spirit, that I did not start to get so puffed up in the belief that it was all about me and that I was so wonderful and how happy and thankful the Lord could be that he had me down here on earth. I'm so thankful that God protected me not to go in those ways. It's so easily, especially when you go to some nations and hundreds and thousands of people are trying to touch you because they want to touch the anointed of the Lord. And they are so thankful and they have that spirit of servanthood and they'll bow down before you. And if you you let them, they, they will bow down and crawl before you. But that's not right. Isn't it the apostles who said, what are you bowing down before us? We are men like you. Don't bow before us. Bow before the Lord. But so many, as the miracles started to work and as the blessings came, they got so prideful. And I'm so thankful for my father. You know, he had his ways to bring us back down. He would make us to shift gears back down again. He would tell you to work at a place where you didn't want to work or work with someone that you didn't want to work with or do work that you felt that you really couldn't do good so that you would see that you are not so wonderful. You're not a Superman that can do everything that would just frustrate you. And it will just prove that without Christ, you can do nothing. Or he would lead you in these situations that were not always so fun to go through, but they were effective. And the purpose behind it, it was to make you grow and to bring you back in humility not push you in boastful pride, but bring you back in that spirit of servanthood, that spirit of Christ. Paul, I like it in the way that he says, you know, I'm the apostle of the Lord. I'm the called of the Lord. He knew who he was in Christ. But there was that humility, as he also said, you know, without Christ, I can do nothing. So to be sure of your calling is not prideful. But There must be that humility. As you know, you are fully and totally dependent upon the Lord, and without him, you can do nothing. Paul said it. Even Jesus said it. He said, I I can only do the things that I see the Father do, and without him, we can do nothing. We can do nothing, my friend. What will you do on the mission field, on that platform, preaching and praying for the sick? What will you do if God is not there, does not show up? It would be the greatest failure if you would stand on that platform and preach the gospel and pray for the sick without God's presence at that place. You would be a failure. Nothing would change. Nothing would happen. You would not leave an impact. Nobody would heal. I mean, who are you? Who am I? We can do nothing. We cannot change people. We cannot make the sick better. We cannot raise the dead. It is Christ in us. But with Christ in us, we can do all things. Hallelujah. There must be that balance. And I'm so thankful for that miracle in my life, how the Lord also had his ways to make me to grow and to rise up as a servant of the Lord, but at the same time to keep me in that spirit of servanthood. And I pray, Lord, keep me in that spirit of servanthood, that spirit of humility. I'm so thankful for the miracle how he chose me. I believe in the calling of the Lord upon our life. And I think that is a miracle. For me, it's a miracle. I am not called because my papa was called and he was so great and I'm so great. No, it's not because I'm so great. No, it's the opposite of that. If it would have been for me, I would not call myself. I have nothing that the Lord would choose me, but it is that he chose me that I can do what I am doing. It's because he had a plan and a purpose with my life. And that's a miracle because if it's up to me, if you just look to me, who is John? What does John have? John is is nothing out of himself. I tell you, I could not do the work of the Lord if it was up to me, but he called me. He has a plan. It's his purpose that's being fulfilled and he is fulfilling it in my life, hallelujah. And that is a miracle to me because I know that I'm not worthy. I know that I don't have the ability. I know without him, I could never do these things. But I'm so thankful for his calling upon my life, for his anointing in my life, that he chose me. That is a miracle. And it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11, it says, all these things, the gifts, the achievements. The abilities, the empowering are brought about by one and the same Holy Spirit, distributing to each one individually, just as he chooses, just as he chooses, just as he chooses, just as he chooses. chooses. And he has chosen you, my friend, and he has chosen me, maybe for different things, for different works, but he has chosen you. He has chosen me. And that is a mighty miracle. It says in Jeremiah 1 verse 5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I consecrated you to myself as my own. I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Oh, hallelujah. And what can I say? Well, I just want to say what the psalmist says in Psalms. Chapter 8, verse 3 to 5, when I see and consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have established, then what is a man that you are mindful of him and the son of earth-born man that you care for him? Yet, yet, this is the miracle, yet, yet you have made him a little lower than God and you have crowned him with glory and honor that is my response oh when i consider everything what can i say lord it's just because of your greatness your goodness it's because of that miracle in my life that you chose me oh i'm so thankful for the miracle how god gave me a wonderful wife to my side for over 30 years now who is with me in the ministry who took care of our children and raised them three sons when I was on the mission field, and my sons are in the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, I'm so thankful. It says in Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9 to 12, two are better than one, because they have a more satisfying return to their labor. For if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone." when he falls and does not have another to lift him up. Again, if two lie down together, then they keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? And though one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Oh, that's the two of us, me and my wife, and Jesus in the middle of it all. Oh, hallelujah, that is that cord of three strands. Or it says, the wise woman builds her house on a foundation of godly precepts, and her household thrives, but the foolish one, who lacks spiritual insights, tears it down with her own hands by ignoring godly principles. I am so glad that God gave me a godly wife who has built our home, and together we are so strong. Well, there is another miracle, and I just want to take a moment to talk about that, that God kept me, kept us standing in the midst of terrible church splits. Church splits, Paul says, they must happen, they will happen to prove on which side everybody is, to to show the hidden things of their heart. And as a ministry, we went through a terrible split. It's many, many years ago, a few decades ago but it had such an impact. It was so great. that I think many ministries would not have survived it. It's only because of the grace of God that we came through this time and we came through because we kept our eyes upon Jesus. But it is a great miracle in my life that God not only kept me standing or kept me and my wife and my family standing, but he brought me through better and not bitter. Some come through, but on the other side, they have become so bitter. And I'm so thankful that he washed away my tears. He washed away my sadness. He healed me. He took away most of the scars. And some of the scars that are there, they are not there to remind me of the bad and the ugly and the painful times. They are there to remind me of the greatness and the goodness of the Lord of his love, how he was with me during those awful, awful times. I tell you, I I, I don't wish this upon anybody to go through these times, but I know that so many have gone through church splits, and maybe you have chosen the wrong side in a church split. Well, that's dangerous. Then I just pray that you will repent of that and, and not come up with all kinds of excuses to justify yourself But repent not only to those that you have hurt in the process, the pastor, other brothers and sisters in the church, but that you will also go to the Lord and that you will repent to him because what you have done to his servants, you have done to him. But don't only go to the Lord as some have done. Go to those pastors or elders or church members and and repent and ask forgiveness and, and ask them what they would have you do to walk the right path again. But For me, I'm so thankful that God kept me in the right place that I stood with the servant of the Lord that he had chosen and had anointed from the beginning. And it was difficult as all these stories are going around, as people were choosing sides, as as families were ripped and torn. Oh, it was a painful time as one meeting to another. You didn't know who would be there, who would have left and how they were writing letters and sending emails and things. Well, You know, in that time, it was even a little bit before all the emails, and they were spreading all these lies through the telephone, and they were telling all these stories, and sometimes they didn't even know if it was a lie or if it was the truth, and they didn't know what it was of God and what was not of God, and they were so mixed up and so, so estranged, and they were so messed up in their mind that they didn't know what to do anymore, so they just left. And I'm so thankful that I stayed at my post. I stayed at the place where God told me to stay. He never told me to leave. And he was with me there, even though sometimes he kept silent and he just wanted me to wait, to wait upon him. Oh, and this would take months sometimes, but he wanted me to wait and to trust him and to trust his word and to abide by his principles Oh not to run after everyone who was just shouting thus save the Lord, but to stay with the written word, to stay with the principles of the word, and to stand with the anointed of the Lord and not rip his body apart. Oh splits must happen and they will happen. But Papa always said, Don't you be the one that causes it. Don't you be the one that's involved in it. Stand your ground. Take your place with the Lord, with the anointed of the Lord. Hold oh, no one is without fault or mistake. We were not without fault and mistake, but yet to rip the body of Christ apart, that is a sinful thing, and your children will have to pay the price for it. And I'm so thankful that the Lord has proven himself to me with many signs, wonders, and miracles through these times of church split, as we had to take over the church that had been split, and the body was just ripped apart, and was hurting and the sheep that were left over, they were just hurting and in pain and in sorrow. Oh, so many people, they were in such pain. They were like that story of the good Samaritan. They were beaten and they were laying aside of the road and they had no chance of survival. But the Lord called me to be a good Samaritan at that time and to set aside my own pain and suffering And to help those that were suffering, and to keep my eyes upon Jesus, and to keep professing positive words of life. Oh, my friends, it is so important that you do this at this time, but that you do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. You will never be able to do it through your own strength and power, but you do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I just want to pray for the pastors. I want to pray for the elders. I want to pray for the worship leaders, youth ministers. I want to pray for the Sunday school teachers. I want to pray for each member of the body of Christ that has gone through a church split. Oh, maybe you are in suffering and maybe you are still in pain. Maybe some depression is there or your motivation is gone. Maybe you are even in depression But today, let that be lifted off your life, that you may experience the same miracles that I received in my life when I went through these times of suffering and pain. Oh, that the Lord will touch you with his love, that he will heal that wound, that he will cleanse that wound, that he will take away the bitterness, that he will take away the anger. That he will touch you with his divine love that you will love those that hurt you that you will stand with those that god has called and has anointed as his servant or that you will not be the causer of splits but that you will be a builder in the kingdom of god and that even though you are hurting yourself even though you are in pain, oh, that you will be someone that is like a pillar in the house of the Lord and that it is because of the strength of the Lord. It is because of the Holy Spirit in your life. It is because of the goodness of God that he is standing with you and he is attending to you as the great shepherd. You are his sheep and he is your shepherd and he will take care of you and he will bring you through this time and that you will choose the right side and that he will bless you because of it and he will bless your children and your grandchildren because of it all oh, that that great miracle that i received will also be a miracle in your life today the miracle that you will stand on the right side the miracle that you will keep standing even though so many are falling that the miracle of healing in your heart, healing in your mind, and the blessing upon your seed, that it will be yours in the mighty, miraculous name of Jesus Christ. Oh, bless them. Lord, bless them with the right partner. Give them that miracle of a right partner on their side. Lord, bless them as you have blessed me. Oh, that they will keep on the right doctrine, that they will keep the right path, that they will stay in the simplicity of the gospel and in the preaching of Jesus Christ. Bless them in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray this day, and give them miracles today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to the messagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com.